I'm Donna Peters, and this is season three of the award-winning Me Sweet podcast. The Me Suite is a community of career-driven, life-minded professionals sharing our stories, sharing what it means to lead our lives with purpose, planning, and power. What I call leading with a Me Suite mindset. Let's get in there. On this episode of the Me Suite, I am switching gears a little bit, and I am honestly getting into an area that is not my most comfortable zone. In my executive coaching practice, I often help people identify one, three, five-year goals in a framework around your career, finances, personal growth, health, and spirituality. Yet, I have never in the seasons of the Me Suite had a focus on the topic of spirituality. And so today we have a very special guest. His name is Drew Henderson. He is a pastor and a pastoral counselor at Deepwater Care with a long career in advising and just listening and being a spiritual advisor to business professionals, lending an empathetic and an insightful ear as I know personally. So with the caveat that this will not be my most comfortable zone I am really looking forward to learning a lot and opening up this very important dimension, a dimension that we often shut off in our professional lives, that of spirituality. Welcome, Drew Henderson to the Me Suite. Thank you, Donna. It's great to be here. So, Drew, you know that we start with core values, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the core values of a pastor. Could we start there and how they guide decisions in your life? things kind of popped out and and they're all from scripture and okay. so one is you know take up your mat and walk which is you know Jesus has healed a man who's been lame for a long time and he's been begging and he heals his his legs and allow and and his first command is to you know go and walk and mm. um, he doesn't you know demand anything of him he doesn't ask for an offering. He doesn't tell him to repent of his sins. He just heals him and then tells him to go walk. And so I feel like having been profoundly ill uh, 13 years ago, um, I've had to deal with a lot of physical recovery. And so I've had to kind of recover uh, from that and ask the question of who I am and what I'm supposed to do. And so mm. I've been asked to get up and walk in, in different ways. The second one would be come eat. Um, you know, Jesus feeds the 5,000 and then the 10,000 with lo- the loaves and fishes mm-hmm. on, on the plains. And when he does so, he sets the meal freely and he knows the people are hungry because they've come out in the, what's called the well, wilderness, what they call the wilderness, which is the desert, to hear him talk. But he senses and he knows clearly that they are physically hungry and then emotionally and spiritually hungry at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he feeds them. Um, there's no hesitation there. There's no transaction. And that's always been important to me. My wife and I both love to cook. We love having people in our home. And as Donna knows, I love to garden as well <laughs> and, and grow things and then eat out of it. And I've, and I've worked in big kitchens and, and done catering and different things. And I see, and we're in a big food culture right now, mm-hmm. but I've also worked with the homeless uh, for 10 years in Nashville and also done with dealt with some sustainability and some food issues. And, you know, food is a very interesting dynamic in terms of, you know, spiritually, what does it mean when we're hungry? Why are there so many people hungry in America? Uh, what is it that we do with our bodies and how do we sustain ourselves or speak to ourselves through the food that we eat? 
um, whether we eat too much, we eat the wrong things, or you know, we're eating carefully and diligently, uh, counting calories, all those sorts of things. There's a conversation there that's spiritual. Mm. And the whole idea of you are what you eat is a whole you know, spiritual idea. Yeah. The, the last thing I would say is uh, one thing that's been hardest, hardest to teach, hardest to be an example of, and, and, and hardest just sort of swallow is Jesus's commandment to forgive one another. Mm. And so um, those have been really defining things that, you know, I want to live a generous life. I want to, I want to be giving, I want to be helpful. I want to play a redemptive role. You know, I want to cook good food for people. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I've got to figure out on a daily basis uh, and I don't always do it well is, you know, what am I carrying and what do I need to let go of? Oh. Um, you know, what I, what, and, and somebody said it beautifully years ago, and I don't, I'm not sure who it was, but you know, you got to ask the question of, you know, what do you own and what owns you? Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of, that's been a constant struggle, you know, for me all along the way. So, I knew that this would be a very self-reflective list. And so I appreciate you giving it so much thought. And what I mentioned in my introduction is I do find that workplaces are becoming so much better at the, the statement, bring your whole self to work. There is great mm-hmm. improvement happening there. I still right. find, though, limitations in two main areas Taboo areas, I guess we could call them. One, of course, politics, which which took on a, a whole different life this last year, and the other being uh, religion, uh, spirituality. So, Same. I would love it, Drew, if you could share with me, as I learn a lot, and also the listeners in the counseling that you do with business professionals. What are examples of the types of questions uh, or topics that they're raising to you for help spiritually? And then let's help you know, recognize as, as all of us as business professionals, we, we are spiritual beings. We just maybe can't manifest it at work. Right. All that to say is, is that I think a lot of people just, one, don't ask for help or don't know how to ask for help. And two, um, when they do ask for help, they're asking in the wrong places. They're asking, you know sports to figure this out or pornography to figure this out or alcohol to figure mm. this out or your sex life to figure this out or a uh, work, you know, or some acquisition, some material mm-hmm. gain, something else to satisfy, to scratch that itch. Um, you know, we all have a hole inside of us. Uh, we're born that way. And the question is, what do we fill it with? Yeah. I've heard you use the expression that you help uh, connect the sacred and the secular. I try to, and I think there, there was some. There was a, there's an idea amongst the tradition that I'm part of, the Reformed Church, um, that talks about reverence and awe. Mm. And and awe is the sense of um, you know astonishment and bewilderment and amazement and. Um, you know, that's something that really not just is, you know, dude, that's awesome. It is, you know, the majesty of the Grand Canyon at sunrise, uh, the, the expanse of the Pacific Ocean, you know, when you're in the middle of the islands or at the bottom of a wave and, 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 and when mm-hmm. you're surfing, you know, when, you're, <laughs> when you sense that God may be nearer than you think. <laughs> 
But it's also that sense, you know, when a child is born, you know, mm-hmm. when you hold the hands of, of your bride or your groom, you know, on your wedding day, you know, all of those things are astonishing, amazing. And so the, the question is, when we, when we come across those things, how do we understand how it happened and then why it happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the thing, the difference between philosophy and, and religion in a lot of ways is the philosophy is maybe how things happen and, and religion may be why it's happened. Okay. The sacred gets into actually involving your life, you know, mm-hmm. the questions of why you're here and what are you made for? But then the, the sacred gets into the question of how, how matter and nature and people and civilizations are created and then what are they created for Mm -hmm. and then how we as people actually can engage with the spirit or the person that created those things who had the power and the ingenuity and the imagination and the and the the wisdom to pour into this to create all of this is religion a synonym for spirituality in common culture today spirituality is a pantheon of um, otherworldly ideas about a variety of things, including religion. Okay. But the religions of the world are spiritual, but spirituality is a different sort of cut of cloth um, than the pantheon of religions. You know, I think of the pantheon of religions is it has, you know, the major figures in terms of Confucius, Muhammad. Uh, Jesus, Moses, and David, and, and, and whereas spirituality is, and a, and a big piece of it is spirituality for Americans is very me-focused. Mm. It's, very, it's very much focused on the self and self-fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I realized, I don't know where I came across this, but you know, the New York Times bestseller lists. So there's three lists, and I didn't realize this. So there's fiction, Nonfiction and self-help. Okay. So is self-help not fiction or not nonfiction? <laughs> so is it real or is it not real? Interesting. And and that was just sort of that. That just seemed to be particularly wonderfully indicative of the of, the, of where we find ourselves spiritually yeah. in the world of things. Because is it true? Then it would be nonfiction. If it or is it fabrication? Yeah. Or is it art, which would be fiction? Yeah. And then you have self-help, which is either, neither, or both. I don't know. Interesting. But I think that's where we are as a society. There is an entire hunger mm -hmm. for people to find guidance within themselves and ask the universe and friends and the civilization, you know, how do we negotiate this? Yeah. And they're like, this is it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, Donna, and, you know, you've done a lot of different things. And, but you have such joy with what you do now. So this is, you know, this is your calling. It's people-centered. You know, it's getting helpful, transformative information to people. It is personal. And, you know, it, it is kind. And, it, and it's, you know, there's a delight in it for you and a delight in it for what it projects. And there's a thousand podcasts out there that are half of those things. Very mm. few of them are all of those things. Yeah. Well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. 
So in our last moments together, going from aspirational to practical on the topic of spirituality, what can we as business professionals start doing differently on Monday to get back in touch with or reactivate the spirituality component of our lives? You know, two things come to mind. Mm -hmm. One is always be mindful. And I think, Donna, you had actually said this about yourself. Be mindful of, you know, the people that you keep up with in your longest, closest friends and, and, and don't stop reaching out to them and staying connected to them, not, not for business purposes, but just because they're your friends, you know, Mm -hmm. don't ever give up on friends. And if you're not good at it, learn how to do it Mm. and, you know, and find the people who do have friends and make, be a friend to them. And I said, the second thing would be, if you feel like there is something that is holding you back Mm. and there is something that is a burden or an obstacle or a behavior or a relationship that is tearing at you, stealing from you, you know, deceitful or, or just horribly incomplete or imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to either be rid of it or transform it oh. for your own benefit. Because, you know, uh, one thing that wasn't mentioned here, you know, I, I was very sick a while ago and died twice on the surgical table. And I can't say when I woke up, how clear things were. Wow. And and the, one of the things was I, I wanted to make sure the people whom I love know that I love them. Yes. And the other thing was, is that I didn't want to spend time with people who steal, lie, cheat, rob, or just mm-hmm. have nothing nice to say or are cruel people. I just don't, I don't, you know, I want to, I want, I hope for the transformation. And I would love to play a part in that, but I'm not giving that, I'm not giving that time or attention anymore. Right. Well, I am so glad that you came out of that to continue to make such a difference and for helping me uh, learn and grow and and make an uncomfortable topic more comfortable for me. So I really appreciate you being so graceful with your education and for uh, giving the listeners a chance to think about a topic that I think we do not spend enough time on in our drive for our careers. So uh, on behalf of listeners, Thank you very much. This is Drew Henderson, everybody, in the Me Suite. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. For executive and career coaching services, contact me, Donna Peters, at themesuite.com, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The website is the me suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us continue to shine a mic on more amazing people.